May we pray. Father, Lord, we come right now, God, asking for your preaching power. Lord, I pray all of you, none of me, to preach your word to us, your people, so that we might understand how to live our lives truly for you and be the body of Christ you called us or formed us to be. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Let all those agree say amen. Amen. If you can open your Bibles with me to the Gospel of Mark, 10th chapter. We are in the Lent season and celebrating leading up to the celebration of Christ's resurrection. But Jesus had to first journey to Jerusalem. And so we are joining him in this journey. And where we find him now in the Gospel of Mark 10th chapter, he's on his way to Jerusalem and he's passing by way of Jericho. And this is where we pick up in the Gospel of Mark. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, the word of God says, Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. I want to deal with this theme, if you will. Uh, when the world rebukes you, Jesus can still call you. Or if you want to give a, another title for that, you can simply say, hush, somebody's calling my name. Can you put yourself in Bartimaeus' position? Where do we find him but sitting by the road? Not in the city, but outside the city. He is begging. They did not give him an occupation because his occupation is begging. They gave his condition. He's blind. Son of Timaeus, Bartimaeus, we know him. That's that blind beggar. I can see him now in the state of blindness, probably born with sight. 
because they did not say he was born blind. And so during this time in, 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 the, in the desert with the hot sun and the wind storms and the sand, the ashes blowing, it could get in people's eyes and they can become stricken blind. And once you become blind, in this time, there was no disability. There was no welfare. There was no braille so that he could read the word. So now he's illiterate. Now he's unable to read the scriptures and to recite the scriptures. He's unable to take care of a job because they don't have those good old canes. And you know how our do not walk signs have beeps on so people can know the, who are bl d blind and deaf. They know when to walk and when not to walk. They put bumps down on the sidewalk to make it easier for the blind to know when they're on the sidewalk. This man did not have all of those situations or those luxuries to help him out. He was reduced to laying on the side of the street, waiting for somebody to pass by. We ourselves can be in that same situation. Uh, we're, some of us, many of you might be dealing with a loss of job or not sure if you're going to have a job. And, and you too might be like blind Bartimaeus, just begging on the side of the road. People just passing you by, wondering, can I get a hand? Can I get assistance? Can I get some help? Maybe the unemployment line cannot assist you. Maybe manpower cannot assist you. You're looking for some kind of assistance. Can you get help? And you did not choose to be in the situation. Bartimaeus did not choose to be blind, but he was blind. Bartimaeus did not want to live outside of the city begging on the side of the road, but yet that's the condition that he's in. But one thing I can grab from Bartimaeus is that he did not give up. Because it said they found him by the roadside, begging. What does that mean? That means he consistently was looking for handouts. He was consistently saying, I'm going to find how to survive in the state that I'm in. What am I trying to say? That no matter what condition you're in right now, don't give up. Keep on pushing and fighting to survive in the condition that you're in. Blind Bartimaeus did not choose to be blind, but since he was blind, he said, how can I live in this condition? Amen. We don't choose, if you mind the illustration, the, hand, the, 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 the cards, the hands that were dealt. But yet you can still play that hand. I like playing spades. And we, in college, they would have a rule that some said if they didn't have space, you could throw your hand in, but I didn't like that rule. I play, you got to play your hand. And so when I got my hand, I didn't have any space or face cards. I had, I had the best hand just to mess up the other people's book. I had to play the hand that I was dealt. And then when I got a good hand, I tried to act the same way, like I had a bad hand before. It's just to mess them up again. But I tried to play the hand that I was dealt. So many times in life we get dealt a hand and we just want to fold and give up. And therefore you already made yourself a failure because you chose to give up. But yet when you can just push on just a little bit longer. Because in here, in here we see blind body. He, was, he is stricken but not forgotten. We see him that the text tells us that Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem and he's going towards Jericho then as he's leaving Jericho. Now, this Jericho, this place, this is not the same Jericho that we know in, in Exodus time and Joshua time, old walls come tumbling down Jericho. That Jericho had to, was destroyed and there was a curse on it. Joshua cursed that city. That woe unto him whoever rebuilds this city. But oh, good King Herod, 
He built a new Jericho a little bit miles, some miles south of that spot. And so uh, the text could be as he's going past the old part of Jericho, going into the Herodian Jericho, and on his way out of the city, there happens to be a blind man. And we see his action that says he's begging. He is continually asking for help. And the pious Jews, they would take the time and give their alms and, and would donate. But look what happens here. He realizes that there's a great commotion. There's a great crowd. There's a large multitude, a great crowd following Jesus along with his disciples on their way to Jerusalem. And, and so, therefore, the blind man could hear, hear something. He said, this is a, an unusual crowd. What's all the commotion? And he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. I want you, to, want you to highlight that in your Bible. It says he was told it was Jesus of Nazareth because when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he did not call out to Jesus of Nazareth. He said, son of David, Jesus, have mercy on me. You see, they told him it was Jesus of Nazareth, but he said, son of David, have mercy on me. Uh, what I want you to realize here, that this blind man could see. He could clearly see that it was the Messiah coming his way. They told him it was Jesus of Nazareth, but he said, no, 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 I, I heard some things about this Jesus. This is not just a Jesus from that city of Nazareth, but this is the one. This is the Messiah. This is the anointed one. This is the Christ. And so I will give him that Christ, that messianic title, and I will call him by his title, Son of David. What's that saying here? That's saying that he realized that someone was coming by. That could change the situation. He realized that I've been forgotten by society, but yet I think there's someone I can call out to who, who can help me out in the condition that I'm in. It's kind of funny here that we can even find atheists, those who don't confess God, but yet when they get in problems, they'll say, Lord... Help me. Oh, Jesus, help me. This man, he knew that. He said, you know what? I'm not just going to say Jesus of Nazareth, but I want to properly address uh, the one who has everything under control. I, I want to say son of David. Now, this is important because in the gospel of Mark, Mark oftentimes it shows that Jesus will quiet them down so they would not say that, that he is the Messiah, that he is the Christ. You just look back earlier in the 10th chapter when he had the transfiguration and he let them know, do not tell anybody what you have seen. Uh, Jesus kept it on the hush, but now he's on his way to his coronation. He's going to get crowned with some thorns, but he's going to be crowned. He's not going to be seated on a throne. He's going to be nailed to a cross. But yet this is the crux of the matter. And this is why he came. And, and so therefore on his to, way to his coronation, uh, he is allowing uh, this man to cry out to him, son of David. How do we know he's allowing him? Well, the crowd tried to shut him up. The crowd began to rebuke him in order to make him be quiet. Basically, to literally point out, they're saying, shut up, man, be quiet. Don't you see him walking? And so they were continually rebuking him, but I believe the text says that all he did <laughs> was just cry out 
Just a little bit louder. Have you been there before? When people couldn't help you, but you just cried out a little bit more. Maybe you might have knocked on somebody's door and you knew that somebody was there that could help you and they didn't answer the first knock, so you banged just a little bit harder. You rang the doorbell. You might have looked around the window to see if the car was there, to see if somebody's in there, but you weren't giving up because you just believed that somebody could help you out. The same situation Bartimaeus realized that you might reject me, you might try to shut me up, but I'm going to call out because I know there's someone that can hear my cry. Jesus does something very particular here. It said he stopped and called him. I, I want you to really look at that part. It said he stopped to call him. Now, stopping doesn't normally look like something different, but look what he did. This man is blind. So how can he find his way to Jesus? He's going to go from where he last heard his voice. So Jesus stopped and told them to call for him. Another way with Jesus stopped, it also shows me that no matter what I am going through, my Lord can stop <laughs> to meet my needs. I, I don't want to stand on this too long, but I'm just going to use the Bible for an illustration. Do you remember why they were on the boat and the, the waves were overtaking the boat? And they were trying all they could to get the water out the boat and try to steady the boat, but nothing could get it done. But, and they said they found their master asleep <laughs> in the stern of the boat. Uh, Jesus was knocked out, y'all. Jesus was getting some good Z's. Uh, he was sleeping through the storm. You know how you might be on that airplane ride or on that traveling ride. Like, if you don't have to drive, you're going to sleep until you get to your destination. Jesus was in that kind of sleep. Don't wake me up till we get there kind of sleep. And they woke him up. And we found out that Jesus was willing to stop his rest <laughs> in order to get up and speak to the mess. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? That no matter what the issue you're going through, Jesus wants to see you through. It may be darkness to you because you're blind and you don't know how you're going to make it out. But Jesus wants to call you out. And no matter how people will rebuke you and knock you down and tell you to shut up, you can let them know, hush. <laughs> somebody's calling my name because I believe the text says Jesus told them those who were shutting him up call him and then look how this crowd changes they go to the man and say rise cheer up he's calling you see when the world has forgotten you can cheer up because Jesus remembers you They go to the man and say, look here, man, cheer up. This is imperative. They're telling him, be, be of good cheer. Be of good courage. Then they command him to rise up. Because why? Jesus is calling him. What I'm trying to tell you is this, that some of us need to stop in our own mess. Start wallowing in our own depression. And be willing to listen to the call of Jesus. And you see there's a response that you need to have when Jesus calls your name. You ought to cheer up. You ought to get up. 
and you need to go to where he's calling you. Uh, it's right there in the text. I'm not making it up. Uh, the crowd told him, said, we told you to shut up, but now he calls us. So you need to cheer up. Uh, you need to get up, and you need to go see him. And then you look how Bartimaeus replied. It said he cast away his outer garment, and he jumped up. Do you see that in the text? Uh, he jumped up. It didn't say he rolled over. It didn't say I need some assistance getting up. Uh, it said he, it's an action here. It's showing the immediacy of the action here. He threw away his coat. What does that mean? He threw away his coat. He's begging. He possibly could have been using that coat to grab whatever somebody was going to drop in there. And so everything that he had to survive was laid in that coat. But when Jesus called his name, he threw that away. Uh, let, me, let me help somebody out. What he was holding on to, what he was depending on, he was willing to let that go because somebody called his name. Everything that he had and what he was living off of, he threw that away because Jesus told him to come. So all that he was leaning on and his own understanding, he gave it all up to come to Jesus. What I'm trying to tell you here this morning that some of you might be holding on to some things that you need to let go and be of good cheer and rise and come to Jesus. You might have to throw some of that stuff behind, but guess what? You can leave it behind. It's going to be all right because that's where it needs to be anyway. But when you come to Jesus, you can come with expectancy of change. You can come with an expectancy of a new thing happening in your life. So he cast it away. He jumped up and came towards Jesus. Jesus was standing still so that Bartimaeus can find him. Do you get that? Is Jesus hard to find? He is standing still, <laughs> calling you so you can find him. He is letting you know, I am right here. I have called you. I have chosen you. Come to me. Jesus stopped the procession to Jerusalem because the crowd waited with him. Because early in Gospel of Mark, it says how Jesus was ahead of the crowd and the disciples were surprised and the crowd was amazed how he was ahead of them. And Jesus let them know he is on his death. Row march. He is going to where he's going to die. He is leading the procession. He's the drum major, if you will. And so the crowd was not going anywhere unless Jesus was going with them. And, and so because he stopped, they stopped. What I'm trying to tell you here is that if Jesus moves, <laughs> you can move. <laughs> and when Jesus stopped, guess what? You should stop. And what I'm trying to tell you here is that Jesus has everything under control. It did not tell me how long Bartimaeus has been blind, but we do know he was blind. It does not tell us how long he has been begging, but it says he has been begging. But I do see that at this time in his life, a change came, and that change came through Jesus. What am I trying to say? That I don't know what you're going through, but a change is going to come. Whether it's here in the land of the living or when he comes, but still a change 
is going to come. How do I know a change is going to come? Well, my Bible tells me that he's coming back again. So if Bartimaeus could sit by the road and Jesus could walk by there, well, I could wait for Jesus to show up on a cloud and wait for my change to come. But either way, I know whether I see it here or I see it for eternity, a change is going to come. So hold on. Hold on. No matter the life situations you're going through, just hold on for your change. Because Jesus is calling you. And what I like about my Jesus, we see it here in Mark that he, Bartimaeus comes to him and Jesus was not presumptuous. Jesus was not condescending. He simply asked him, what can I do for you? Isn't it obvious this man is begging? Isn't it obvious this man is blind? But Jesus asked him, what can I do for you? The lesson I'm trying to gain here for you on this part here is that get, get this, get this, grab this, write it down if you need to. God already knows your problem. He's just waiting for you to ask. Too many times you just say, Lord, bless me, but you to ask him what to bless you for. Too many times you're looking for a way out, but you haven't come. Say, Lord, I need you. Because you see, the humility of Bartimaeus, he said, son of David, Jesus, have mercy on me. What is he saying here is that Jesus, you don't have to, but if you would, have mercy on me. He, he's letting Jesus know that I, I just want your mercy. And Jesus says, come to me, come to me. What can I do for you? I'm glad that we serve a Lord who can humble himself and be our servants. My goodness. Some of us get so big for ourselves, we can't help our neighbor, or we can't get dirty in our new shoes, in our new suit, or we got a new car, we won't make them wipe their mud off before they get in. But my Jesus was willing to stop the procession, stop everybody from telling that man to shut up, and call the man, and then he had the great servant attitude to ask, what can I do for you? Do you know that God's asking that to you right now, what can I do for you? Do you understand that God wants to bless you? Do you understand that he wants to see you have life and have it more abundantly? Did not Jesus say, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, and find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light? Do we not understand that we don't have to be anxious for anything, but in all things we can make our requests known to God with thanksgiving and a God that can, can give us the peace that transcends all understanding by guarding our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus? Do you not know that God is willing and able to do above and beyond what we can ask or think? Am I talking to somebody here this morning? Do you understand that our God is able Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, just ask him, just ask him. Too many times we ask for the wrong motives. Because we want to be selfish. We want to be rich for our own glory. But yet we see here that Jesus said, My blind man, what can I do for you? And he had a simple request. I want to see. And then look what Jesus said. Go! Your faith has healed you. Other translation says, Go, your faith has made you whole. Other translation says, Go, your faith has saved you. But the point is, his faith 
in, not saying Jesus of Nazareth, but calling him a Messiah title, the Christ title, son of David. Have mercy on me. Jesus did not touch his eyes, nor did he spit in the mud. He just simply told that man that left his garment behind, who came running to Jesus blind, to go. Your faith has healed you. Jesus was stopping his procession. He told his disciples, I am going to Jerusalem to be crucified, but yet he did not tell them he's going to make a pit stop to heal Bartimaeus, but yet I'm so glad that we don't know all of his plans, but yet when he wants to bless you, he can stop and bless you. And I want to hear my Lord tell me one day, Sam, go, your faith has made you whole. And when I'm glad in this text of Mark, how he sows the action, he says, immediately he didn't say two days later he didn't say take two of these call me in the morning he didn't say I'll follow back up with you next week but immediately he could see and since he could see he immediately started walking with Jesus and I can see it now that now this man is used to being passed by (laughs) This man is used to begging on the side of the road. Now he's able to walk on that road he couldn't see. (laughs) He's now able to walk with the people that told him to shut up. He's now able to see Jesus physically as he already was able to see him spiritually because he knew him to be the son of David. And what more could he see? He could see what he was leaving behind. He left behind a life of begging. He left a life behind of depending on others to sustain he found all he needed was in Christ Jesus. And I want you to grab this. Did it say that man became rich? Nope. Did it say that man had a big house to go home to? Nope. Did it say that he never had problems all his life? Nope. But it did say his faith has made him whole. What I'm trying to encourage you right now is that, look here, that you don't need all the money in the world. You don't need all the job security in the world. But what you do need is Jesus. The world can turn its back on you, but Jesus will always call you by name. He said, I am the good shepherd, and my sheep know my voice, and I know their name. He says, I call them by name. I take them out into green pastures. They come in through me, and I, and I do this so that they can have life and have it what more abundantly. I'm glad today that Jesus has said, look here, I am a friend, but look here, I will be your servant. And what greater love than this? Then for a friend to lay his life down for another. We can see it here how Jesus showed him to be a friend of Bartimaeus, that he was willing to stop what he was doing to bless Bartimaeus. I know some of you have busy lives. I, I know this. I understand. I, we have all these gadgets to make our schedules complete, and we schedule the time to eat our dinner and to meet our own children. But sometimes you need to go ahead and just stop whatever you're doing and spend some time with God. Jesus was willing to stop to meet the needs of Bartimaeus. Some of us need to stop doing so much other stuff and say, Lord, how can I serve my neighbor? Your neighbor across the street might have some leaves on the ground. You might be out raking your leaves. Rake their leaves up too. Messing with somebody now, huh? I've been out shoveling my driveway, and yes, it's tired somewhere, especially when it's 20 below zero, but I go and try to help out where it's real heavy. At the end of the driveway of these two women that live next door to me, I try to help them out the best I can. Just serve. Don't do it to be recognized. Just do it. 
Oftentimes, they don't know it was me that came by. They think it might have been a plow truck to help them out. I don't try to say it, knock or leave a note in the door. I'd help you out today. No. Just serve. Jesus was willing to stop whatever he was doing to serve Bartimaeus. You see how Bartimaeus' life was changed. You see how the world has turned its back on him. We, too, can be just the same way how we wind up our windows. We turn up our nose to those we see begging, to those we see panhandling, those we see that look like they don't have anything to go home to. We turn our backs on them. But yet I believe that Jesus says, when you do to the least of these, you have done unto me. I, I believe that Jesus is going to separate the sheep and the goat. I, I guarantee you, I want to be a sheep. Lord, help me to help those who are in prison. Lord, help me those who are naked. Lord, help me those who have nothing to have. And, so, and I have so much, Lord, let me give. Let us not be like the world that rebukes who Jesus is calling. We are important to him. We see here, right here, the Messiah, Christ, was willing to stop whatever he was doing. To meet Bartimaeus. I don't know what you're going through. And I'm not trying to be a prophet trying to say it. But I do can guarantee you this. That Jesus can speak to your situation. I guarantee you this. That God can take care of whatever you're going through. Because there's no problem too big. Than our big God. There's nothing too hard. For our amazing God. I don't know about this financial situation and, and all the projections of 2010, 2011, we might be out of it. I don't know. But I also know this, that Christ is coming back again. And it may not be in 2011 he's going to come back again. It might be tomorrow he might come back again. I can't tell you the day nor the time. The man does not know the day nor the hour, but I do know this, that he is coming. And when he's coming, change is going to come. But yet right now, right now, you need to make up your mind. Who are you calling? Are you calling on the son of David? Do you confess him as your Lord and Savior? Do you see him as the exalted Lord? Because I, t I tell you, whether you do it or not, we see it in Philippians. Every knee will bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord because he is Lord. God has it highly exalted and placed him at the right hand of the Father. The choice is yours. Will you allow the world to shut you down, to, dep to depress you and oppress you and make you feel your life is worth nothing and shut you up? Or will you cry out all the louder? Lord, have mercy on me. And are you willing to respond to the call? Because Bartimaeus came, not knowing what Jesus was going to do, but believing that something's going to happen. He was asking for have mercy. And he was willing to come. Are you willing to come? Are you willing to be changed? Hush, somebody's calling your name. Just bow our heads and pray. Father, Lord, we come to you right now. Thank you, Lord, that nothing's too big or nothing's too great for you. That you are more than able to heal us, to meet us in our needs. And Father, we cry out to you right now, Lord, asking for your assistance. Lord, whether it's financial, Lord, whether it's strengthening our relationships, God, whether it's helping raising our children, Almighty God, strengthen the, the single parents, Almighty God, strengthen, Lord, the mothers and the fathers, Lord, bind uh, marriage unity be better than it has before, God. Help us, Lord, in our employments, God, and grant favor, Lord, with us, Almighty God, with our, our bosses, Almighty Father. Lord, even those who are in between jobs, out of jobs, looking for jobs, Lord, continue to provide for us as only you can. And Lord, I pray for this community, Lord, that we will 
start picking up arms and, and supporting those who need to be supported, God, that we'll be willing to donate food, donate clothes, and help those Lord, who are unable to help themselves at this moment in time, because, Lord, we would want the same for us. And your word says, Lord, do unto others as we'd have them do unto us. And so, Lord, we pray right now, transform our hearts and our minds. That, Lord, we won't be like the crowd rebuking those who need help, but, Lord, we'll be willing to assist them and help them, God, to change their lives. And, Lord, we know you'll do the ultimate change all by yourself, and we thank you for that. And, Lord, I pray right now to someone here who does not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that they confess right now that he is Lord of their life and that they do believe that Jesus did die on the cross for their sins and rose again on the grave on the third day. We thank you, Father, for salvation. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you that you hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. May we stand as we open up the doors of the church.